Listener Production. Global financial markets are on tenterhooks ahead of key US employment figures. And Aussie shares expected to open modestly higher on Friday ahead of the financial stability review from the Reserve Bank. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Friday, the 6th of October. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, let's just quickly reflect on the prices. We've got US markets into their final minutes of trade on Wall Street. The Dow Jones just in positive territory. The S&P 500 just in negative territory. The NASDAQ just ahead. However, that does belie a bit of a sell-off that we saw earlier in the day where there was some deep breaths being taken uh, at its worst level. The NASDAQ was down by over a percent. The S&P 500 down by almost a percent. And Dow down by a half of 1%. There was an important reason why there was an audible intake of air earlier in the session. Yes, we had the latest update on initial jobless claims. So those claims for unemployment benefits rose by just 2,000 to 207,000 last week, Tom. The survey was for 210,000. And of course, we did see from Challenger job cuts ease as well, down from 75,151 in August to 47,457 in September. The first week of any month is always marked by employment figures. How do you reflect on things to this point? So we have seen a couple of strong reports, a couple of uh, so-so reports. These numbers, I suppose what stands out with these dull figures, as I call them, uh, you've got them at seven-month lows, but in recent weeks, you have had them at the bottom end of their recent range, just above 200,000. Something that we don't talk about as much, but is quite important still, is continuing claims. So these are the people who remain Uh, on unemployment benefits, and this measure remained around an eight-month low. Anyway, you cut it. The employment picture in the US is looking strong, isn't it? It is. The labour market in the US still remains tight. We did see a lot of volatility this week in the bond market relating to a bunch of labour market reports. So as we talked about a couple of days, we had job openings or vacancies. They topped analyst forecasts at 9.61 million. That led to a sell-off in the bond market. We saw the 10-year straddle 4.88%, the highest in 16 years on worries about the US Federal Reserve being more aggressive with interest rates. And then we got the private payrolls from the ADP yesterday for September. That was much softer than expected at 89,000. So we did see bond yields fall back from those 16-year highs. And today's data continued that trend. So it was a bit of a listless day as far as markets were concerned. But All eyes are on payrolls tonight. And just quickly, when we say bond markets have sold off, yields have risen. So interest rates for short and long-term bonds, they have risen quite markedly over the course of recent weeks. And at the risk of oversimplifying it, that has been one of the key reasons that stocks have sold off to the extent that they have. And I suppose, you know, if you pull back our view of things a little bit, Ryan, since the middle of last month, you have had most leading indices down by about 7%. So the S&P 500 from peak to trough down by about 7%. The German market down by a similar amount. The ASX 200 is down by about 6%-ish, give or take. I suppose the question to pose in the face of that sell-off, where do the risks lie tonight in relation to this non-farm payrolls? Because the expectation at this stage is that we will see 170,000 jobs added to the US economy in September. That would see the unemployment rate edge a little bit lower to 3.7% from 3.8%. Where would you need to see that number for these markets to go, okay, 
we've sold off 7%. This is a, a, a strong number. We can just, you know, hold our ground here without sort of soiling the bed sheets. Well, it's all going to depend on what the number is around the 170,000 consensus level. So if we get a stronger than expected number, then we can expect the US 10-year Treasury yield to sell off again. So the yield to lift again, perhaps towards the 5% level. And if we get a weaker than expected number, well below 170,000, let's just say hypothetically, we get a number like the private payrolls, then we could see the US 10-year Treasury head back to 4.5%. So they're really the key levels for the bond market, which then in turn has a big impact on the equities market. So if we get a hotter than expected report, then the equity market is likely to sell off as well. And a weaker one would be met with some positivity in risk markets. Indeed. So a pensive day lies ahead for not only the US markets, but Asian markets today will be treading warily. At this stage, we've got SPY futures up a little bit, up by about 11 points or close to 0.2 of a percent just below. But I suppose when you unpack the performance of Northern Hemisphere stocks, what stood out is that you tended to see mining and material stocks underperform. Stocks that are leveraged to the spending of consumers were under pressure. Technology names, weaker, Tesla, Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, they're all down by around one percent a short time ago. Ryan, what stood out to me in particular was the weakness in consumer staples. So these are the ports in a storm that often ride out these sorts of challenging moments. But you had Coca-Cola and Pepsi, some of Warren Buffett's favorite stocks, down by about four percent. How do you rationalize that? Well, Coca-Cola's been releasing some new products lately, I believe, Tom, with an AI focus. So maybe that hasn't been met with much enthusiasm, but certainly that was an interesting dynamic. And Apart from those beverage companies, which are consumer staples, which are seen as defensive, we saw shares of cleaning products company Clorox (laughs) fall quite sharply. So it's not often we want to talk about cleaning products, but the maker tumbled over 8% after its first quarter loss, and it was a big weight on the consumer staple sector, which is currently down around 1.9%, the worst performer on the S&P 500. The other area that underperforms uh, this session or has underperformed this session, the energy stocks. You have seen oil prices continue to fall, adding to the declines of the last couple of days, which have been quite impressive uh, from the vantage point that at its peak in the last couple of days, you've had West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil. So that is the US benchmark trading just uh, north of $95 a barrel. And the low this session was $82.15. So you've had a $13 range over the course of the last couple of days. That sort of volatility makes you age in dog years, doesn't it? Certainly does. And what we have seen is markets largely shrug off the OPEC plus and Russia decision to continue with its restriction or at least refraining from increasing oil production. And the bigger focus now is on demand. So Oil continues to extend its slump. It was down 2% overnight. The US NYMEX price, 82.31. US dollars a barrel, so concerns around global growth and interest rates, whether that will erode consumption. And of course, we saw the biggest fall in oil prices in over a year yesterday, down around 6%. And the West Texas Intermediate dropped below 83 bucks a barrel overnight, crossing beneath its 50-day moving average for the first time since July, which is a key level. So let's just quickly switch our focus to the European side of things where the final results 
um, looked flattering, but in the early part of the session, the markets did explore uh, some lows. The German market finished down 0.2 of a percent. The French market was flat, having been down almost a half a percent. That's worse. The UK market probably did best out of all of them, and there's a reason for that. It was flat at worst, up by a half uh, at the close. The pan-European measure up by a quarter of a percent. Uh, notably, we had pretty meaningful decline for German interest rates, uh, an indication of uh, European rates overall, which helped things a little bit. And we also saw travel and leisure stocks jump 1.5%, recording its best day in nearly two months as the prospect of easing fuel costs boosted airline stocks. So we saw shares of Air France KLM up 3.8%, while British Airways owner IAG added 2.5%, Tom. On the local front today, it's a big day in the big picture, but the RBA will be featuring in conversations, but they're not going to make a difference, are they, ahead of the non-farm payrolls? No, not at all. It's a financial stability review, and the last time we heard from the Reserve Bank on this in April, they said that Australia's financial system was in a strong position and well-placed to continue supporting the domestic economy. There'll be some focus, of course, on the lift in interest rates and the impact on households through variable mortgage rates, but we expect the tone of the FSR in October to remain broadly similar with the RBA likely to note that while some households are explaining financial stress or indicating that they're undergoing financial stress, overall balance sheets remain strong and there's little sign of materialisation of major financial stability risks. It sounds like a very dry document, but if you are new to the markets and you're trying to sort of you know, fill out the picture for yourself about what's important, you can do worse than going to the RBA website and reading publications like the Financial Stability Review. It gets you into the language of the RBA. Yes, the risk that you face is that you'll fall asleep, but then there, there are worse things that can happen to you. And if we just look back at commodity markets, apart from the oil prices, we saw gold futures down 0.2% to 1831.80 US dollars an ounce. We've seen gold down for nine straight sessions now, near seven-month lows on worries about higher US interest rates. Iron ore fell 0.5% in thin trade to 117.42 US dollars a tonne. And the Aussie dollar is currently trading at around 63.7 US cents. Ryan, have a great weekend. You too, Tom. And thank you very much, dear listener, for tuning in this week. We value every time you click on that button and listen to the Comsec Market Update. Thanks for your loyalty. This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.